This is Speaking of Sports, a weekly podcast where we give you our take on sports' biggest stories and news. I'm your host, Ray Scipione, along with Coach Al Harris, Chad the Whiz Kid Grimley, and the Godfather, Chuck Grimley. Speaking of Sports is sponsored by Grimley Financial and produced by wildfirepodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. The boys are back again. Whoa, what a week. News, breaking news we're going to get into. But first, as we do every week, we're jumping into our Philly Five. And uh, how about those Eagles? They are big acquisition this week. And uh, Chuck, what do you think? Howie's on fire. They're they're taking redemption, boy. Yeah, I mean he is just uh, progressively taking care of all their needs, um, and offensively, if hurts, it, it's going to come back to hurts. Yes, right. But they're they're sort of like insulating or building around him, where there's less pressure on him. I mean, the better the pass rush, right? The better the pass coverage. Uh, everything works out the better. But so I mean the the pieces that we've added are really good. Um Al to talk about this this new guy we just signed. Yeah, they the Giants let him go, uh I guess maybe three or four weeks ago, supposedly set a cap thing, James Bradbury. And uh, I saw an interview last night uh, when he came into town and he uh, he had many offers. So the original $10 million they were talking about, 7.5 it is, with 2.5 with incentives. And it was, I read some stats, too, that he is a lot better in zone defense than he is against man-to-man, and the Eagles play a large percentage of zone Perfect. defensive yeah, things. Yeah. So, and they've been looking for this other, you know, to have Slay and another – the other side covered, so supposedly Howie pulled one off and yeah. convinced and, this and guy that this place to come. And they're ranked in the top ten now, right? They think they they, they uh, were picked sixth. Whiz kid. Yeah, it's. I think I think it's great as as well. We now have two Pro Bowl cornerbacks between Darius Slay and James Bradbury, and and really it's clear Howie is having an amazing off season. And that that may not be fair to use the term amazing. It's really been spectacular. But so, has he done enough to make but, the Eagles well, a serious Well, here, here's the thing, Chuck. What more, is what it, more could, could you – I mean, you, I under, there's not perfection. You can't get everything you need, right? But what if it is just the quarterback? Right. What if, well, like, what if he just comes out and falls on his face? And I know he won't. Now, I, I heard he's at – You don't know that he won't. Be, well, you're right, but Higher but expectations he's, with the better talent. Right, right. right. They're going to say we've improved the team throughout, and so now you have to improve along and, with it. And, and speaking of that, right? I believe he's at that 3D quarterback camp with Tom yes. House. Yeah. Yes, he I is. I want to tell you, that Tom House is a genius. When I, and, and when I was 14, um, he was actually at the camp in San Diego I went to, and we were throwing footballs warming up. And when I came home, People were like, so that's how far back he's been teaching. Yeah. Because when you throw yeah. a spiral, he said, you have the perfect motion, okay, for throwing a baseball. So, you know, that's where – go ahead. When you saw the Kansas City-Buffalo game, was it, where Kansas City made a ridiculous comeback, comeback in 13 seconds in the playoffs last year? 
that was a that was Buffalo that had the lead, a little right. help. <laughs> okay, so the quarterbacks in the playoffs have to play at a phenomenal level. I mean, that's that's what gets you there. And will he be able to raise his game? You know, so they make the playoffs. Is this a guy that could take you deep in and, and maybe compete or win a Super Bowl? You have all that on this young quarterback. Right. And if he's a 61 to 63% thrower, none of those guys ever win a Super Bowl or go deep to the playoffs. So he has to up his game. And the big question is, notwithstanding all the addition, will he? Well, I think I want to go back to what Ray's saying. We should get really excited about this 3D QB thing. You look at the testimonials from their website. Brady was there. Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, that's true. Stafford, Breeze. I mean, Brady's comment on the website is, over the years, I was a little inefficient and learned how to get away with it. Well, if that's where if Brady considers himself inefficient, which is probably better than 95% of quarterbacks ever just on that inefficient level, then who knows what, what this guy can do to Jalen Hurts. Can he turn him into that next-level franchise quarterback to take this All team. right, it's time to do what I do. I, I got to quantify at the end of this as a subjective discussion. Well, what's the over under on his uh, quarterback completion? I'm going to set it at sixty six and a half. He under. was sixty three last year. Under, under. under. yes, I, th- I think he'll be over. I'm going to try and be positive and say over with the the other all the well, tools. Um, has to uh, I will say this because we're running out of time. I, I'm happy. I am happy that Minshew is behind him. Number oh, one. Oh God, here we go. I really Minshew. am. I'm gonna. Is this a weekly thing? Well, we, I'm gonna tell you something. I say Minshew I, will win them over two big games this year. But I do miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. <laughs> yeah, I miss you too. Um, he has a mustache fetish, right? It's okay. Let's move. <sighs> the Phillies. Uh, frustrating. Uh, you know, we thought they had turned the corner uh, when they recently went five and two, and 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 just and the and the games are so boring. I I mean, it was it, it, it just no. You know, it's like three nothing, two nothing. It's it's just and there's the Padres. It's it is a classic. You know Classic Phillies. Classic. Let me get your hopes up they by smoking that. the Dodgers for a couple Absolutely. days. Absolutely. Blow the last game of the Absolutely. series. Kind of fall apart the next couple games. Absolutely. It's just it, they get your hopes up last and then they rip you Yankee. down. Chad, let me, uh, wait one second. Coach, real quick. He was Get back to the last Dodgers game. He was throwing a curveball. I'm sorry. That was that, probably dropping a good two feet. Okay. And the two pitches he got smoked on, two dead fastballs, even 3-2. I'm calling curveball there, and I, and I just can't believe that. And, and just yeah. imagine if they would have swept the Dodgers. Coach Al. You know what's ironic about the whole thing? A month ago, you're really worried about their front-line starters. They've been fantastic. Yes. I mean, as good as any fo- five, five starters. It's probably as good as anybody in the league. Been healthy, the whole type thing. And you're not scoring runs, and you just don't have anybody on base. When, and you, how much did you miss Harper these last three days? Yeah. Oh my when God! You're what talking a leader! Three nothing games. Yes, true his, leader. One or two of his at bats could have made a difference. True. In those games. Yeah. He he definitely is, without a doubt, the MVP of the the league and the Phillies. But um, playing like an MVP. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference, you know. And Uh, I think he just brings that toughness, that cockiness, 
And yep. I think he gets on their ass, to be honest with you. I think he does. If nothing else, he raises the game, raises the oh, bar God, so high yes. by his leadership of skill. Yes. When a guy plays that good, everybody else wants to be a little bit like him. Okay. Listen, so, when, so he, when your best player will crash through the wall. Come through. And I don't think Machado yeah. would. Well, okay, because you know, we, you know, they're still talking. Yeah, we about want him, that, we want him to stay healthy nowadays. You do, we really you don't do. want and him to crash, crash in the walls. But that's a uh, big thing. Mitch told him, actually told him, yo, stop with the running through fences because you need to stay on the when field. You, when you look at the Yankees' blend this year, what the Yankees said was, we need to upgrade upgrade defense at shortstop. I got that guy's name. I can't even pronounce. You know, hay fever, alpha fever, <laughs> and they got a yeah. catcher uh, equally difficult to pronounce. Both are unbelievable defensively, and it's balancing the Yankees' approach. They got plenty of power. They still have the most home runs. They have a great offense, but you need to make plays, and the Phillies don't make plays. That's why the defensive run is next to last. All of the zone ratings, things that we don't want to get too technical and jump into, are last. They don't make plays on balls that are in play. So people say, oh, I looked at their fielding percentage, and they were like 12th in baseball. That's not how they measure good defense. That's that's camouflage. They don't make plays off the bat, you know, and that's a problem. And you have slow corners, when Harper's not in there. You have slow corners, right? You have a, a problems at third, problems at first. Where are you strong, Al? Huh? Yeah, they just don't get to a lot of balls. Don't get so the balls. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and speaking of the Yankees, they are special this year. I don't think anyone's beating the Yankees, but Wiz, what do you think? I'm still, I'm, I'm actually wearing my Yankees. No, the, the Yankees, I mean, they are. What, what, how the? If you look at the first ten games and then after that, because they did start a bit slow, yeah, how right, they've turned right. it on it is honestly insane. But back, back, with and that the could Phillies, be the Phillies if they were hitting. You know? It could, could have been if, the Phillies. If you look at the Phillies' offensive stats, all the major ones like average OPS, slugging. They're basically top five in almost all of them. Th- their problem here is where I identified the offensive struggles in two areas. They're not walking enough. Mm. They have the, they're have they 25th in baseball in walks right now. And they're grounding into too many double plays. They're second most in baseball. Those two combinations can be pretty deadly and really easy to ruin an inning when you're not getting on base or hitting into too many double plays. That's a good point. And, yes, uh, and then you look at some other miscellaneous stats. When the game's tied, they're hitting 220, which is 22nd in baseball. They're not really coming up clutch when you need them to. Uh, other than that, though, the offense is killing it just in general. But when it really matters, they're not so, really So when up they right when now. they figure it out, okay, and I think, you know, tomorrow it's going to be 100. So I think that's a good time now that it's going to be, you know, we're getting into summer, baby. Memorial Day's mm-hmm. next weekend. And uh, yeah. I think uh, maybe they start up. Maybe they just are a slow team. Well, you're 189 hitter who – he was batted leadoff in half the oh, games, Schwarzer. okay? Yeah. 128 against uh, lefties. The same type yeah, of batting average. 0-2, 1-2, 2 Can't catch a cold in left field. I was on the radio last night about this. Okay, so the Ruben Amara said Schwarberg heats up in, in May, June. How many l- losses do you have because he can't play a lick? Correct. Sure. In, in April and May. Yeah. And do you get those losses back? <laughs> So, okay. so he's even. So basically, he breaks even. Yeah, and, and he breaks some, even. At some point today, on. I yes. want to talk about the Phillies lineup construction and what it should be. You want to use an OT? Well, yeah, yeah. I'll, throw, I'll throw my OT and I'll do it quickly. It's, it's good use. Beautiful. Good use. All right. I have a thing on what is the optimal Phillies lineup and why, because it's more important to back it up why I believe it is, you know, the reason. And this is just looking at mostly a combination of stats through careers and stats through this year. 
And uh, my opinion, I'll go top down. Segura has to be the leadoff. Why? Well, he's the highest OBP on the team. He's fast. He hits both lefties and righties consistently. He doesn't strike out. I don't see anyone else who you can support as a leadoff hitter at this time on the team. Second, I would actually want Castellanos because he's just a proven, reliable hitter. He's hit second a lot in his career and done very, very well. Harper's the obvious three. I don't really need to back that up. He's just the MVP. He needs to be three. Schwarber, I think, should be our four hitter. Why? He is a career 275 batting average in the fourth spot with a wow. 938 OPS. It is That's easily Where do best, you get this? Easily his best batting order position. Hold on. Why do we think that is? That's well, let's look at Schwarber. He's 6 foot, 230 pounds, and I would bet he probably hit fourth most of his <laughs> lifetime because <laughs> right. if he's on my Babe Ruth team at 12 result, he's not my leadoff hitter. Right. No, he's going to be fourth. Well so where do you think he's comfortable in what? the four hole? Put him in the four-hole, Girardi. It's really not that difficult. Number five. This is where things get a little uh, harder. I would say Bohm because he's hitting 313 as of when I did this. He's been a great hitter this year. After that, I'd say Hoskins, number six. Good wow. power hitter. A little inconsistent, though, to move him up higher. Seven, eight, nine. you can have fun with. I say JT. He's struggling this Doesn't year, matter. but he is Scramble. a good hitter. Yeah, yeah. A Best tougher. seven hitter in the league. Yeah, yeah. right. Eighth, you have DD, a little inconsistent. Someone's got to play shortstop wow. when he's Look healthy. And then I nine, I would say Herrera because you got a fast guy to close the lineup. I but I, I think this will be Mickey no, Moniak when he's back. Yeah. No, no way Herrera bats higher. ninth. Exactly. No I way Herrera Al, bats I want Al's opinion. It's not Daddy Boy. He showed this to me yesterday, and I wanted to push back. You damn well know I did. And I looked at this, and I said, this makes so much sense in a lot of ways, especially how you can, can't bring relief pitching in against no. it. And the guy has had – a 6,000 career batch where why wouldn't you put him out where he's done best? Why monkey with statistics that are so compelling, more so than other batting positions? Why would you screw with that, Al? I think we mentioned last week or the week before that he actually only let off 27 games last year. So he and belongs it, in the middle here. And you wouldn't think it'd be a pressure involved with a guy with his experience, but I'm sorry, but I'm I'm tired of watching him though take that first pitch, which is the best pitch he gets most of the like time. Like he thinks he can hit with two strikes. I yeah. know. And, and le- yeah. le- let me close the lineup here with with really one thing, because a lot of people say, "Oh, it's analytics driven." Analytics driven. See, it's really not because nah. I'm in love with this data as much as anybody else, and I don't see any logical reason why Schwarber should be batting leadoff on this team. Anyone who does probably is so into their computers that they don't understand the actual true game of baseball. And there has to be a combination for the data you're looking at and how you're constructing a lineup at the end of the day. And with the Schwarber, with his size, his career numbers in the four hole, and the fact that he's leading the team in home runs, pretty obvious four candidate. But for some reason, Girardi says, Jimmy, let's put him in lead off. If, if you do quick. anything for us, would you get this to Girardi's desk? <laughs> and you're right about it. And I think Chuck said, you're right. How do you, how do you throw a release pitcher? You got right, right, left, left, yeah. right, 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 left, left. My God, talk about balance. Even though I don't think Herrera would ever take bat in ninth. That's where he probably retires. All right. We are going to the 76ers. Uh, boys, it's still – we are still fighting about Harden and uh, what they're going to do Any, and what he's going to do. do. Anybody want to do a Morgan imitation? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you a quote. <laughs> yes. I think what was the press conference last Friday. I think he said in a – Full season, we can unlock what James Harden we'll get brings right. us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Games off. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to give you. 
we're going to get it right with with James, and yeah. you can be the judge. You can give a grade for this yeah. season because you know. And I learned a lot from Coach Rivers, and uh, I'll tell you something. That was such an insult that press conference. We missed it because it was I think either taking place during our podcast or right after. Right, right. We like to go eat the French fries across the street. Oh yeah. They didn't own anything. I mean, it, it, he doesn't. And the questions should have been, Harden just finished seventy second in postseason shooting percentage. Wow. Seventy second. Is that elite? Is that a problem? Where's he got to be next year when you fix him? What, where's he going to be next year, right, when, when they fix Harden? Yeah. He's going to be a top 25, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. 72nd? He's going to move up 50 spots. Yeah, he's going to move it, up it, 50 it, spots. I know, yeah. I know uh, one number, 47. <laughs> That's what it's going to cost you, $47 million when he in opts in. Insane how much money that is. There's no way he uh, redoes. Uh, redo- Long term. I mean, redoes. Can that, he redoes it? That would be such, like such an insane move if he did said look i'm not worth this give me something that i'm worth but there's no way he he wants that money he's sure. got he's, hey he's got to fuel the nightlife oh yeah yeah ouch, well, ouch. I, I, gotta I, fuel I know it. what happened to him he was with one of the kardashians yeah he got that curse well ever since harden's come over i think you've heard the word a new word to our vocabulary a si- facilitator yeah. I oh, he's the facilitator. He's a shooter yeah. and this and that, but he's a facilitator. Well, yeah. you better I, I have think, some more players around to facilitate. I, I, I think I think as something else he is. It starts with an M, and I can't say it because Chuck won't let me. But I will say this: I, I changed the Harden. I changed the hardly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, hardly I, soften. I, I've been I'm, I've been using hardly. Now we know he's slow. We know he. And here's the thing: for the people that push back about Harden making the team's offense better during the regular season where they don't play defense, guys. Everybody agree on that? It's kind of easy to have a shoot around. Sure. It's all postseason. So the, oh, yeah. don't don't tell me what he did to the offense in the regular season right, right. because I want to know where he ends up and what he does for the team in the postseason. And now let's acknowledge Embiid they, was, was and, hurt. But you know what, Chuck? There's so many people defending this guy, and we're yeah, going to have yeah. somebody on next week, probably uh, his biggest fan, that's going to defend him uh, live in I'm our hopeful. studio. Coach yep. Al, what do you yep. think? Well, you've got four players, okay, and you've got to see what you can do with Tobias and so forth. But they're saying you're going to keep Embiid, Tobias, Maxi, and Harden. Yes. Okay, so that means you have no bench, but you don't have much money to work with. Now, they're talking about possibly packaging someone that might take Tobias, but they want Maxi thrown in for the no. try, maybe a Bradley Beal or people no. like that. You've no. got to get a whole new no. bench. But I was very amazed when I read during the week that the 76ers starting five led the league in points yeah. for starting really? five. But yeah. I will say this. The one smart Regular thing- season. One here, yeah, right? One smart thing they did do was not get rid of Max. Maxie, yeah, because they to. were so hard up to get rid of Simmons that I was afraid they just were going to give everybody what they wanted, which was Maxie. So they ex hardened to be a facilitator, assist, do the other things he does, get to the foul line, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, not worry about his points per game, which would be smart, in my opinion. Still not going to play defense. Uh, but it'll draw attention, and then you bring in a guy like a, a Beal or some but good, just, really good shooter. Just and, and now that team with Maxi Beal, Harden. Just compare. I want you to compare Harden and Butler. 
only on how they played. Yeah. I mean, Butler wasn't a raving maniac. I mean, he was hair on fire. Different motor. Absolutely. Different motor. And he wanted to prove. Shape. Well, we all know now he, he wanted to really shove it up Philly because they got rid of him. Yeah. And uh, boy, did he. And he made our guy look like a yeah, sixth yeah. man. So, so, so we're basically paying Harden to be a facilitator and the assist guy right now. Yeah. So for what, a $48 million yeah. dollar contract. <laughs> score 18, <laughs> 20 if, points, if he was and any, 10 assists. If he was anywhere near his career high of 900 assists for paying this guy $50,000 per every assist he gets. Yeah. So let, exactly. Ooh, so let's, good, let's good will Maxi yeah. have better stats than Harden next year? I mean, Maxi's on the up and up. Harden's oh, on the hard decline. I know. That's one thing he is on the hard hard decline. So there's uh, a here we go. So now people speaking of sports hears you. I want you to know that because we had some fans reach out to us that um, they want to talk flyers. And and you know what? This is a big flyers town, uh, tri state area, and Big Jim the producer are Hockey experts going to give you some Flyers news, people. Uh, Al, you uh, you keep up with the Flyers. You're you're also current, right, Coach? So yeah, yeah. I, I keep up. I mean, I'm a you know a four sport guy, but Jim, you're the man. The Flyers are in trouble. They uh, they're either going to go out and spend a lot of money on one player, or they're going to try to tank this year to get the number one pick next year. Um, both scenarios are not going to work. It's it's they're in a lot of trouble. They get a lot of overpaid older guys on the decline. That they're just not producing where they need to. Do they have any young superstars on? The they don't have any superstars. They young, have a lot of nobody targeted as a superstar. No, no, nobody, nobody's that's projecting to be a top center. Well, I think Farabee could become. And real, a very a good, real player. good player. And young kids like Bobby Brink and this and that. You've got a lot of young kids. You're going to have to suffer for two or three years and let them get 10 or 15 pounds heavier coming from college and things like that. But the handwriting's on the wall. They just don't have a lot. No. no they, any other moves to make that I know of? They have a lot of contracts that are pretty much an albatross. I mean, you, yeah. you got Kevin Hayes, you got James Van Reams, like you got these guys making. Five, six, seven million dollars a year that just aren't. They're on the steep decline. Well, I mean, these guys. James yeah, I think they'll like, move can't even skate like if, they, if they can. So yeah. the old mantra, wait till next year, doesn't apply to next year. No, I mean, uh, uh, my best case scenario is that they do finish last next year and they get the first pick in the 2023 draft, which is supposed to be a generational player. Right. And then you have guys like Farabee and York. Yeah, and but you, need a, you and need a McDavid or someone yeah, like that a, that year afterwards. A, in Philly, you need a superstar. And what about the head coach? Do you think any that? anything there is going to happen significant is going to help turn this team around long term? And what type of head coach do they need to bring in? Well, they're interviewing Trotz today as we speak. Um, I think he would be a good coach. Um, I just don't know if he actually wants to be here. I don't know if he wants to be in a rebuild. He may want to go to Vegas where they have a lot of talent and they're pretty much on the cusp of, you know, a cup run. Um, I don't know who is out there. They may have to take a flyer on a young guy um, and, and, and hope that he grows with them. But there's a lot of there's a lot of issues in that locker room. I mean, there's you got two. You got the old guard and the new guard and. And even Jake Vorchek said it. He said the locker room was a complete disaster. That's why he wanted out. Must have been. So, and then, you know, you get rid of Giroux. 
which was the only move to make. And yeah, you just got to rebuild. Ed I mean, Snyder's turning over in his grave. Yeah, man. there's no there's no figurehead at the top. No. that can make a decision. You know, you got off Comcast making these decisions. Yeah, Nolan so. Boyd. Yeah, they had the other night the draft choice. They were supposed to get the first. That their luck is so bad they got dropped down to number five. Yeah, they actually well, got went behind the Devils. Jimmy sort of respectfully just gave us all the reasons we don't cover it each week. I mean, to be fair. Yeah, but there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Flyers podcasts out there. Um, yeah. We produce another one. Uh, yeah. Stick to hockey and and you know it, it's it's a big. It's a big Flyers town, so they want they're they're not happy, but they okay. want to hear about it. So are we going to commit weekly. I'm down. Okay, fair enough. Major sports franchise. Now, what other podcast <laughs> listens to their listeners? Fair. Yeah, that's right. We do. So here we go, guys. This is oh man, this is amazing. So Texas A&M taking shots. At Alabama and uh, the almighty Nick Saban. So, on Wednesday night, Alabama coach Nick Saban said uh, that Texas A&M bought every player. And that's a quote for their 2022 recruiting class. On Thursday, Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher you just got to love the name Jimbo. Yeah, I, wa- I want to be called Raybo. Uh, responded to Saban. Chuck Bo. Chuck Bo, Coach Albo, Jimbo. Rambo. Wiz- Rambo. Wizbo. Wiz- oh, I like okay, Wizbo. Okay. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, on Thursday, Texas A&M coach uh, Jimbo Fisher responded to Saban saying his comments were, quote, despicable and said, quote, we never bought anybody. Uh, Jimbo Fisher further stated, uh, quote, some people think they're God, Fisher said. Go dig into God and how God got his deal, and you may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. Despicable. <laughs> we build him up to be the czar of college football. Go dig into his past or anybody's that ever coached with him. Uh, you can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. So I got a feeling that our very own Wiz looked into this a little bit. And what did you come up a little with? Bit. So for anyone not fully aware, the whole NIL thing is the name, image, and likeness that was introduced after the uh, 21 season. Essentially saying, look, players can get, can get money now for the short version. Well, if you look at Jimbo's history with, with Texas A&M, he's basically saying every player wants to be here, and that's why they're coming here. Well, look at the data. In 2018, Jimbo at Texas A&M, there were zero five-star recruits. In 2019, he had two five-star recruits. 2020, two five-star recruits. And then 2021, one five-star recruit. So he's averaging one or two per year. Uh, the NIL, name, image, and likeness, was introduced at the end of the 2021 season when it really came into effect. And right now for 2022, he has seven <laughs> five-star recruits and the highest-rated class of all time. Oil rich. So um, Texas A&M is eight and four overall, four and fourth in the SEC conference. Let me ask you guys: Does that inspire any top recruit 
to want to play for Texas A&M, or is there some big money back in these guys? Oil rich states, baby. Starts well, with it's Texas. A play on words. First of all, people yeah. living glass houses shouldn't throw stones. But he said, "Yeah, we never bought anybody." But right. He didn't say that I'm renting a lot of guys for a <laughs> right. two years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, uh, Saban. I, and I happen to love Alabama. Uh, I, I set my whole Saturday around the Bama games, and it's a feast at the house and the whole ritual with it. I love Bama football. I love SEC football. I love Notre Dame. For Saban to come out and stir this thing up the way he did is absolutely horrific. He knows that, and he's trying to walk it back. The problem is people like Deion Sanders and Jimbo are saying – well, Jimbo said, I'm not accepting any apology at any level. It doesn't matter. And uh, we'll see you. I think it's October 8th. I mean, talk about a date. <laughs> Got a wedding coming up. Looking for it October 8th. You know, Texas A&M uh, in Tuscaloosa. I'll tell you what. Holy Toledo, it man. That's going to be intense. Be, uh, What's that? Sorry? That is going to be an intense and game. And they beat him last yeah. year. Texas A&M beat yeah, Alabama yeah. last well, year. I'll, I'll so put it to you this Saban way. is feeling the shift sure. of power and talent. Sure. And now he gets seven of them, the top guys. So Saban's like, we're losing our control. That's right. Okay? That, that's a horrible feeling to say, look at the pendulum shift, and I can't do anything about it. And somewhere out there, Urban Meyer is saying, see, it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, what, what Jimbo's doing here, he, he is he's – because obviously Saban took the first shot. Jimbo is firing back so aggressively trying to deflect off the fact that what Saban said was probably mostly right, that, look, he got these guys. He has he went from one to two five-star recruits to seven. So Jimbo's pushing back so hard, saying, look at Saban. Don't look at me. Go look at him. He's got the problems in the past. But in reality, look, I'm sure every college team, they're, they're buying players in some way. It looks pretty bad for Texas a and I want to take my overtime. Oh, I was going to use my – go oh, ahead, take oh, yours. No, no, go. <laughs> guys, uh, listen, you know th- – Every college, I won't say every college because there, you know, oh. most colleges Something's... lose money in football. Does everyone know that? Yeah. I mean, even some good college right. football programs lose money. You would be shocked. Okay, the money that that it costs to run a football program. Let me tell you, they are cheating. And I will say, all SECs, if you don't cheat, how the hell do you keep up? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay? No one's because, pushing back. No, sir. And I, it's an absolute joke. And, of course, if you went into Saban's past, you'd find more skeletons right. than – You well, could shake a stick at. Well, more Leave than me that. and Chuck have. And that's a lot of skeletons. <laughs> that's a lot of skeletons. Ray, that's a to, lot of you trying to say if you don't cheat, you cannot compete? Oh, God. Oh, boy. I can't that's, buzz that. That's, that's, that keep rolling. You got a drum roll for got that. got a drum roll for that. But I, I will say this, Coach. Absolutely. You know, I remember them in the mid-'80s, there was all these movies about uh, Johnny B. Good, and it was such a joke. You know, it was such a, it was, you know, it was a comedy about what these guys, yeah. what these programs do, and they actually made it out. You know, it was ASU instead of FSU. So you kind of knew when he went on these visits yeah. and the girls and the drugs and the airplane. They had the airplane with the bullfrog on it, which was, you know, TCU and – he insulted, he insulted Deion Sanders, and he said he's going to call him privately. And Sanders says, you can't do that publicly and call me privately. No, no, no. I still love him. I admire him. I respect him. He's the magnum cum laude of college football, and that's what he's going to be because you're in that 
but he's going to talk to me publicly, not privately. So he's trying and, to and walk away from all this damage. Take your overtime. I'll take my overtime because there, uh, there is no bigger – I mean, all the sport, ESPN, everybody was saying this is the biggest – Drama story they've followed in a long time. Think about so it. So you I mean, just mentioned a guy that I mean, you're I've talking. Forgot. You're talking. They don't do this publicly. They don't no, go at each no, other like this. No, it's, but I will say this: you want to talk about cheating? Okay, you got. You mentioned him, Deion Sanders. Yeah, right. Okay, has six helmets now, just yeah. like Oregon has, and and he's a Division two. But let's call it what it is. Guy's got a Division two program yeah. that he's well one double, and you uh, have uh, to call him by his his, his championship uh, subs. Uh, well, Deion subs. Sanders, you can't say coach. You have to say uh, what the heck's his nickname? You oh, Prime. 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 You got to call Prime. him Prime Time. They yes. call Coach Prime. You got to call him Coach Prime. Coach Prime. I know. You have to kiss. You have to kiss his players. Oh, you got to kiss his Dallas ring. But let me just tell you this. This guy got the number one recruit in the world, okay? You want to talk about cheating? <laughs> Division two school got the number one guy in the world who happens to be a cornerback. And, of course, I'd want to go play for Dion too. But these guys are going to the NFL anyway. But, listen, they're all cheating. Everybody's now doing you it. Got, now you're going to have guys – Okay, that got money. Yeah, by the way, uh, Neon Dion bought a high school, too. A prep school, they call it. That's yeah, where his son yeah. went. And they were good, too. Yeah. So, but all right. Yeah, there's more to be said on this Moving topic. on, absolutely. Yep. The NBA playoffs, people. The Mavericks are down uh, one zip in the series versus Garden State. Guys, are they too reliant upon the three-point shot? Did you say Garden State? Oh, Golden State. <laughs> I, 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 speaking we are, from the Garden yeah, State yes. about Golden State. I, I love, you know, I love New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I had to drive almost to New York yesterday. Uh, yeah, Golden State. Uh, guys, are they reliant too much on the three-point shot? Boy, uh, you got uh, WizKid. Give him the stats. Yes. It's feast I mean, or famine with these guys. Yes. It, unfortunately, I, I believe they are too reliant. You look at their, their game – Game one at Golden State, they were 23% from three. They lost by 25. Look at a game they did really well. Game seven at Phoenix, only a couple days ago, 49% from the three, and they won by 33 points. But it's not just a one-off trend. Game six versus Phoenix, 41% from the three. They won by 27. Lastly, game five against Phoenix, they were 25% from the three, back down to a bad number again, and they lost by 30. I mean, these guys—they are living and dying by the three now, and that's really tough against a team as good as Golden State to to try to beat them doing that. And you think it's that big a deal, but if you take four makes away, Al, you can do the math with me here. That's twelve points, mm-hmm. either way, and make the other side four misses more, and that's twelve. And what's the net of that? It's a twenty-four point yeah. spread right there. It is coming down to who. Uh, I've been saying this forever. Um, friends of mine know that that you know you got Embiid, you got to surround him with guys who can shoot thirty to forty percent of the players. And if you get two or three of them, you're going to win an NBA championship, which they haven't done yet in terms of the three point shooters. You got to have and, at least one or two that are going and, to be uh, around that number. Wiz, uh, Gold, uh, Golden State, I wanted to say Garden. Uh, they're also playing three guys on Luca. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, when you if you watch that game from a couple of days ago. 
when 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 the Mavericks really started struggling, and they were 11 for 48 from three-point range. Wow. So it's not even like a, a couple shots, and no. they were 23%. 11 no. for 48. That's amazing. They they actually started to sag a lot more and, and really triple-team Luka because he's obviously their best player, and that really hurts when you're, when you're struggling like that. I mean, I, I would say to Jason Kidd, there's an opportunity cost of you guys trying to put up 53-pointers in a game eventually you have to realize is it working or not and maybe she'll be transitioned and try to make an adjustment but the, i mean the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and throwing up all these threes and it's not working i mean no wonder they, they got blown out i like the uh, opportunity cost and they had three guys covering tatum the other night um and the other guys weren't hitting any shots they had missing starters the celtics and they said, well, we'll just keep putting three guys on Tatum. And, and it's very difficult to put up 35 points with three NBA long-stretched so, defenders picking like, your pocket. Speaking of that, uh, former <laughs> should have been 76ers star Jimmy Butler continues to shine, putting up 41 points in game one versus the Celtics. 66% shooting, guys. Yeah. Unreal. Butler was 17 from 18, 17 for 18 from the free throw line, and he also added nine rebounds, five assists, four steals, and three blocks. Harden would have a stroke if he did that. It would take Harden two months to put up with any free throws. <laughs> but wait, talk about incredible game. However, game two was much a diff- uh, different story. Celtics blowing out the heat by 25 points, uh, even though Butler finished with 29. It's going to be a great series, guys. Six or seven, it's going. And people are all over Butler today. But he he shot 11 for 18. Uh, The problem with uh, the game last night was he didn't get support. And maybe he could have shot more uh, than 18 shots. I mean, he's 11 for 18, keep shooting. But he doesn't trust himself on the three-point shot. He's never been a great three-point shooter. You're right. So... They're letting him sit out there, and he's not taking it. And that starts to hurt you. That it does. Your reps. It does. Yeah. All right, yeah. here we go. we got to move on uh, to Bob Costas. Sports commentator Bob Costas said yesterday to eliminate shifts as they are robbing the game, thinking that banning shifts will produce more base hits. It would appear Bob did not listen to <laughs> our, our podcast, podcast last week. But next week he's getting sent to Absolutely. Where we showed – that banning the shift will most likely have an extremely minimal impact on batting averages. And our very own, the godfather, Chuck Grimley, is putting his money where his stats are. Yeah, uh, that's uh, fairly accurately uh, phrased. Uh, Let let me just jump in this way. As, As somebody that really loves baseball, and boy, it's got a lot of issues, and this series with San Diego, holy cow. My God. I mean, that was a three pillar. The epitome of boring. There, yes. there it was. Okay. No intrigue, okay? Um, yeah, and it was that Harper and all the disclaimers. This is what I've got. I trust Chad's research with his research. I asked him yesterday, can you stand behind this? He gave me the research. I listened to it, but I had done that last week before we presented it. I said, Bud, you can't be wrong on this. If we're going to go and maybe get national attention with this, because now we're going to – this week we're going to put it That's out, our goal. Yeah. out to the New York market and it's going to get hand-delivered to MLB to say you're wrong when you're saying this. Why are they doing it? They want to sell hope that next year when they put the clock in, and that will eliminate 20 to 30 minutes per game, but if they still have the same problems with 
excitement and run scoring and plays. It's just a shorter, boring game. But they want you to think next year with the elimination of the shift, which will happen, that it's going to be a much more exciting game. And that's patently false. And you're hearing it, I think, on our podcast. I haven't heard it anywhere. I'm now watching, not scientifically, the hits that are beneficial to the shift. And I'm saying that ball would have been caught in a regular day. I'm paying attention now. Mm-hmm. And to his research, I'm seeing more balls for hits in with the shift that would have been caught in, in normal defense. Look, you're, you're That's right. unscientific. All, all the, all, go ahead. Phillies Nation, go watch the end of that Dodgers game when, on the last game of the oh, series, the yes. ninth inning. I think it was Castellanos in right field, and the uh, Dodgers guy with two outs hits a triple down the line or something like that. That ball's a double 99% of the time if this guy's not playing basically right center instead of right field. Here's so an example where the shift hurt them. Look, here, here's just a summary real quick. 2010 to 2014, the batting average on balls in play, that's a five-year span for lefties, was 302. In 2021, the batting average balls in play for lefties was 290. That is only a 3.9% reduction. Over the same time frame, strikeouts are up 18.5%. The batting average is down slightly. The strikeouts are up a significant amount. Unless these players are so mentally weak where these strikeouts are bothering them, we're not going to see a huge reduction. I don't when the shifts are banned, and I don't think that these strike like the the mental approach for these athletes are so weak where they see a shift and they start striking out more and it puts all this pressure on them. I don't think that's the case with these professional athletes. I think it's because the pitchers keep getting better. They, they keep do. spinning the ball more. There's they all do. this sticky stuff not, for years. That's right. And the and location. I will out say so this. Much more. I would have bet my life until I saw your statistics that the shift was same, hurting. Same here. Same here. I, I, and you know what? I'm still shocked. You, you, you know, but you're right. How many those little squibbers that go down third base mm-hmm, where yeah. the guy's got doubles off of that, that you know, hit yeah. the bag that, no, you know, third baseman's in. Uh, I know, can't wait for next year too. to see. I'll tell you that. If we're wrong, Wiz already has his bags back. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the country. I'm going, 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 going somewhere else. <laughs> this next topic is awesome. Uh, we are going to compare uh, the season and careers of three absolute future Hall of Famers, our very own Bryce Harper, our generation player of the century, Mike Trout, and uh, Manny Machado, who most people, not most people, who some people argue uh, should have been here with Harper or instead of Harper. Uh, So let's look. Guys, I got to tell you, I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. they're almost all the, you know, Harper's 29, Machado's 29, and Trout's very old at 30. Um, But look at these statistics, and when it comes to statistics, I defer to our very own Wiz. Look, there's no doubt that they are all having fantastic years. I mean, Harper is the worst batting average of the bunch, and he's hitting 305. Yes. Okay, Trout's hitting 320, and Machado's 353. Um, it's, it's, so they're all obviously amazing players. This year, right now, Trout is is a little, a little can, can above I, everyone. Go ahead, Ray. I just yeah. want to stop you real quick because yeah. you're, you're a stats guy. Yeah, we, we missed. You, you know the difference in average. I mean, you know the, yeah, the difference in averages. 
our guys got 11 walks, and uh, the other guys yeah. have 10 more. Yeah, you, exactly. You can take those 10. Just imagine taking 10 outs away. Our guys hitting 340, Look, 350. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. Harper's got a 360 on-base percentage, and that's not really a problem per se, but Machado and Trout have on-base percentages that are 430 yeah. or higher. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that that really is why when you look at the OPS – uh, Machado's at a thousand. Trout's about at one point one, which is unreal. And when we look at wars, that's why they both have a two point seven war. And Harper's down to about one point four, about half them, uh, because a Harper struggles defensively, where Machado and Trout do decent enough to maintain a positive value. But really, it just comes down to the fact that um, I mean they're getting on base more. They're hitting for more power, and they're getting on base more. So if we if we look at twenty twenty two early. Uh, of course, Trout's still the best of the three. Machado's second, and Harper a not-so-close third at the moment because we know he's going to heat up. But over the past three years, um, the data changes slightly. With Trout being the best overall, Harper second, and Machado a very, you know, very close third. But, guys, i got to say one thing about Trout. You know, he didn't have no sophomore slump. This guy... From when he got into the minors, hit well over 300, to when he got in the league. I mean, he came up for a few at-bats. That was the only time he screwed up, if you want to call it screwed up, was the first year they brought him up for like 20 at-bats. Right, yeah. He hit, you know, 220 or something. But he is the greatest player of our he, generation, he, well, right? Really Here, And I know we don't want to dive into war. We won't do that. But, but I think our listeners respect war. They know a little about it. You know, Babe Ruth has the highest war of all time. If you look at Trout's early start building war and what he was doing each year at 9 and 10, he was on his way to having the highest baseball war of all time for a career, including Babe Ruth and all the other great players. He has been greatly sidelined by with the injuries, and that's going to make the highest war ever very difficult now. Who knows how but healthy Chuck, listen, this guy Real quick, let's just say if Harper gets an, another MVP this year, for all this greatness that Trout has, they're tied with three MVPs. You know piece. what, though? But Harper looks like he has figured it out. Yes. Okay, he does. I will say this, though, real quick. Um, the first year, when, when, when uh, his first true year, when he should have been MVP, I mean, the guy won the Triple Crown, and, and, and he still got a lot of votes for MVP. The crazy stat is all the second-place finishes Trout has. So yeah. it's kind of not close there. But MVP's one could be tied at the end of this year. Okay, guys. The Harper, the Harper injury's killing her. She, it, it's yeah. just a ripper it, season it, It's apart. such a shame because yeah. it's, go, ju it's go, just not fair stamp for it, these guys. Stamp it some optimism Oh yeah. to reality now. Well, listen. No chance. No chance now. Well, no, I agree, but. Hate to say it. No, you're you're right. It, it does and what suck. they did out in L.A. and how they did it, how they manufactured nine runs a game, oh, all of a sudden to come back. You, you know what, Chuck? That's that's you can't explain how, that. You, you got to win that last game. That last uh, game. But still you're still three me. out of four. I don't care. The Chuck, it was there. One strike away. Okay, all the right. Astros. Jimmy here we says, go, our last move oh on, God, boys. Our producers uh, physically uh, striking us. Uh, <laughs> our last topic. You know, you give the guy a flyer. Yeah, you uh, flyers. This is what happens. Opportunity. Yep. Yeah. So the Astros had a historic game. He's going to be closing grimly early now, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the Astros historic game Tuesday night and their big win over Boston, breaking a franchise record and tying 
the major league record with five home runs off Red Sox starter Nathan Ovaldi. Ovaldi. In the second inning, uh, a team has hit five home runs in the single inning just eight times, and our very own WizKid will tell you. Yeah, it's only happened eight times. The Astros just did it a couple days ago. Before that, it's been a few years. It was the Yankees, the Nationals. Then we go way back to, like, early 2000s, and then the rest is from 1960 or before. And this doesn't happen much. Five home runs in a single inning is just so, so hard to do. Coach Al, Al, were you there on June 2nd, 1949? (laughs) In 49, I remember, because the old catcher, I think. (laughs) Oh, no, stop the show. I think Andy Semenik had two of them in that inning. Where do you get this? Al watched the game. Al was there. No other podcast in the country right now is able to have an eyewitness. And the best is the guy's got, like, one and a half legs. Yeah, Yeah. Anyway. But how can there be that many? You ever notice in Major League Baseball, yes. some crazy obscure thing happens, and there's other teams or players that have done it. Yeah. They're like, how can you have that many teams have five home runs you in an inning? I am, it's more than the Phillies have you know in what, April. Wiz? When wait, wait, somebody, hold on, hold on, Wiz, go ahead. Mr. Harris, or Al. Coach, coach, Ka- he's, Al. he's coach what, what, Who did you say hit those home runs and when? Uh-oh. Andy Semenik. Anthony <laughs> Semenik, it looks like, had this is great. the uh, eighth inning, two on, two outs. And it looks like, I think that one was the seventh. Oh, eighth inning, no on, no outs. Yeah, two two home runs in the eighth inning. There it See? is. There we're it bowing. is. We're bowing. I'll tell you something. We're bowing to Coach The Wiz Kid wow. finally, finally defeated the Wiz Kid. Yeah, but but uh, <laughs> we'll be waiting for this we'll, one. Here we'll we be. go. Here, speaking of the number five. Will a player, and they get plenty of at-bats. Guys get, you know, five, six, seven, eight at-bats. Will someone hit? We have many four home run uh, games, including our very own Mike Schmidt. Will someone hit five home runs in one game? Wizkid. No. Because he'll get hit, right, the next three times? Not to pitch him the fifth yeah, time. I don't, say that. I don't think we'll see it. Yeah. I mean, that's such a feat. Oh, I mean, my four God. is amazing. Are, what a are, day. Are, are right? you going to pitch to him the fifth time? Oh, no. I don't I'm care if I walk, two. walk the winning I mean, run God, <laughs> just, just three home runs in a game is already an unreal game. Now you're talking getting up to four or five. So Ooh, now yeah. just imagine, now just look in 77 in the World Series, Dodgers, uh, Yankees, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Like, like, okay, the first home run he hits on one pitch, maybe we should start him off with something else. The second yeah. time he hits well, home first run, pitch. one pitch, you guys going down. Off the roof. How do you, oh, my God. You ever see yeah, the one that goes Off to the, the tarp? Yeah. Um, whew. What a day. Let's Boy, go that, to Barkley. went by quick. Can we oh, knock out God. the next topic, so, go to so Barkley? Our last, last topic, just uh, we just caught wind of yeah. as we were driving in. It's hot. So, apparently, um, and I saw the video. We all saw the video. Uh, during his... Uh, game last night where he was uh, commentating some uh, fans were heckling him and uh, and it wasn't even that bad they were just breaking his chops having about fun having fun and not not winning a championship so you could hear uh, Barkley barking back come on guys leave me alone leave me alone and then he says those <laughs> that famous quote that might yeah. cost him his job or probably 50,000 um I'll come to your house and yeah. blank your mama. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Charles. Now, I, on uh, as we go into our rants, you're gonna you're gonna find out where I stand on this. Matter. I'm all right. So let's go to you I'm, guys. I'm gonna give my rant time to this. So two more minutes of this topic. I think it's it's that hot right now. Sure, it's burning hot with the Texas A&M and Alabama. That's the only two things the sports world nobody wants to know how Tiger Woods did yesterday. But I bet Al knows. Anyway, let, guy in his four, yeah, but guy yeah. in his foursomes in first. L- l- listen, four this over, this four. is not on a live broadcast. This was caught by a, a video for this, the phone. Everything's on video. Yeah, uh, you can't do it. You know, you got to hold him. You know, obviously in a responsible position. Um, and what's going to happen? What do you do with it? I mean, Barkley is controversial. He's done other things. Um, what what does the NBA do with this? Is he is he is he he's off the air, listen, or is he just fine? Listen, is, you let this go on, okay? You let. Him and Shaq fight every night on TV. For great ratings. Your ratings are through the roof. Okay. Um, It's the greatest, as we agreed the other night, a couple podcasts ago, it's the greatest. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, you know, you can't wait to watch it. And now you're going to fire the guy or... um, I don't think anybody on this this panel is saying, Coach Al... What do you got on this? Uh, not much. To be very, I'm just being very honest with you. I don't have much at all with it. It's. I think you can get away with anything anymore. So I, I, I think it. I mean, it's hard to interpret this, and it gets subjective. I think Barkley was was almost sounded like he was saying it in a joking manner. That I'm not. That doesn't excuse it. Um, I think I'll probably get a fine if I had to guess. I don't. I don't think I'll be fired over something like this. If it was on air, obviously different story. But I'm, no, that would never happen on air. Um, I, 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 I think he'll get a fine, and that's probably it. Is my guess. Yeah, you know they're trying to set precedents nowadays, um, and and stand tall, and you know making sure they sometimes they're overkilling and being very punitive about things that are perceived as wrong. Wouldn't surprise me if he if he ends up missing a game. It wouldn't surprise me. Great. Absolutely. All right. We are now getting into our rants as the music will. I, I love the song, man. We should play it longer. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start off uh, with the Wiz Kid, Chad. All right. Um, I will I will rant on the uh, Philadelphia Phillies lineup because it's I know I touched on it earlier, but it's it's in my opinion one of the biggest reasons why, why they're struggling right now. I mean, how are you supposed to win games when your offensive lineup isn't even correct? You have Kyle Schwarber batting leadoff half the games. You have Segura down in the five or six hole sometimes with the highest on base percentage. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It, you, you have to get this lineup in order. Segura's got to be your leadoff guy. You know, you can make an argument for, for who you want to be second, whether Castellanos or Bone, but it should be Castellanos. Harper third. Schwarber has to be fourth. I mean, come on. Let's get that lineup right. He's a stud in the four hole throughout his career. Put him there. It's where he belongs. My God, he's six foot, 230 pounds, and leads the team in home runs. And, and Wizkid, uh, it just came out that the Mets uh, starting pitcher, Schwarzer, is going to be out uh, six to eight weeks. Wow, that's so, a tough loss. Tough wow. loss, so it maybe gives us a little... Uh, well, breathing room, trying, time to catch Something. up. That's right. Time to catch up here. Let's go to the coach. Al. 
Well, I agree with, with the Phillies type thing. It, it's such a boring, boring game to watch. I mean, it's, it really, it, you can't keep your interest there. It's like every commercial, I want to see what else is on. I mean, it, it, it goes by rent. And, and it was ironic, when they played the Dodgers, the Dodgers played like little leggers. They were horrible in the field. Yeah, how about it? The big, bad Dodgers. And all of a sudden, the Phillies turn around and they get back to playing horrible in the field when they come home. Yeah, with Harper out, you guys just start getting the brooms out. Don't be a bit surprised if the Dodgers come in really angry looking to sweep, okay? Uh, well, I'll pivot off of that because I was going to do the same thing. The Phillies are such, such a tease. They do Last year when they start off, the Yankees won the first two uh, and, and had a good run against the toughest part of their schedule. Everybody got their hopes up. They go out on the West Coast, five out of seven, you know, crushed the, the Dodgers, even though they gave up runs. And they come home, and I don't care who's out of line. The other player's got to step up, next man up. But I guess that was a bit of a rampant down, Maury, in that press conference. Uh, those those comments were so irresponsible. And you're, you're basically lying to the fans that have a vested interest. They're paying a lot of money to go to a Sixer game if he could get a ticket, right? Uh, they sell on everything. It's crazy. And a little bit of honesty goes a long way. Give us some of it, okay? Don't talk to us like we're a pack of idiots and buy this stuff. And reporters, media people, do a better job of asking some. Do some research. If you don't know how to get to the stats, get get a hold of Chad. He'll show you. I mean, it's real easy on your phone. Look up some stats so you can say Harden was 70 second in shooting what about that you gonna fix that too maury i doubt it and finally i'm gonna go so good for you charles barkley and i'm gonna tell you why i thought this is charles grimmel i am sick and tired and and and, and to our very yeah, of course young, uh, of course good godfather chuck grimmel good for you um Charles Barkley, and I'll tell you why. I'm sick and tired of these fans just because they buy buy a ticket that it gives them the right, okay, to heckle these players or the broadcasters. And, you know, we had an incident with a player's mother being touched last week, Chris Paul's mother. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't think anything should happen to Barkley. And you know what? If you can't take it, you want to film it and then cry afterwards that he said he was going to do something to your mama? That's how it is. And I'm sick and tired of these these punk fans, okay? They throw stuff on the field. They, you know, they, they go there. It's like they never saw a beer before. They have to get hammered. And you want to heckle fans, and, 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 and you know, and you're close enough to them, you're going to pay the price, and I'm all for it. And, and good for you, Charles Barkley, because like I always told my team, the quickest way to end a heckler, okay, is to go right for the mama because <laughs> there's no coming back from the mama. You understand? Go after the mama, people. We got to get and this And you on Facebook Live, when someone's heckling you or breaking your chops, go after their mama because there's no coming back. We'd like to hear what you have to say about this. You know how to get a hold of us and I'd like to hear That's from you right. personally. 609-828-5569 is my cell phone number. Get a hold of me. And WizKid, how do you find us online? Well, we are the Speaking of Sports Podcast. So, speakingofsportspod.com on Twitter, speak underscore of underscore sports or our email, speakingofsportspod at gmail.com. 
If you tell people about our show, you can become a millionaire. That's right. And uh, I will say, we are starting to put some uh, statistics up on the website for things we talk about. That is maybe a little uh, that, w- that we really aren't able to show in full detail on, on, on the show or talk about because it could get a little heavy. So we are posting some pictures of that on yes the website. Sir. We have yes our statistics sir. data up there for why the shift, in our opinion, won't make a huge difference. Go check it out. All right, we're out, and I want to thank you all for listening. Like and love us, and uh, we'll love you back, people. We'll see you all next week. Have a good weekend.